Welcome to the About Sex Podcast, where we discuss... Pterodactyls! Ha! <laughs> I'm a pterodactyl! No! Is that what they sound like? I think so. Ha! <laughs> okay. Well, we're not really going to discuss My name is Josh, and with me, as always, is my lovely wife, Angela Skirtu. Tell us who you are, Angela. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm an ASEC certified sex therapist. And today, our guest is... Powerful Eric. He is the founder of Powerful Eric Coaching, the author of Tap Out Your Porn Addiction and Everything You Know About Sex and Porn Addiction is Wrong. Get empowered now. Hey, Eric. Hi. <laughs> Why do you call yourself Powerful Eric? Why are you, do you work out? <laughs> Uh, I do work out, but that's not why I call nice. myself Powerful Eric. <laughs> the reason I call him, first I'd like to say I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I've thanks for coming. watched your, your podcast or listened to your podcast. So cool. it's, it's great to be here. The reason I call myself Powerful Again. Eric is because I was in and out of 12-step programs for about 20 years. I was in Sexual Compulsives Anonymous, SCA. Mm. I was in S. Uh, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, S-L-A-A. I was in Sexaholics Anonymous, S-A. I was in Coda, uh, that's uh, Codependence Anonymous. There, was, there's a lot was, of anonymous things, it seems. <laughs> yes, a lot of support But groups. I'm not done. Wow. I was, I am, <laughs> this is a list. I was in uh, Debtors Anonymous. Did you all week? <laughs> Debtors Anonymous. Debtors Anonymous. Did you I, have debt? Is that I what did that at the time, oh, okay. yes. I was in, uh, I'm leaving one out, Al-Anon. I'm not. I'm not a a alcoholic, and uh -huh. I went to those re, the me, those meetings for different reasons. But and I also uh, went to AA meetings, even though I'm not an alcoholic, because I used those when I couldn't get to one of my regular meetings. I so see. I so am an expert at, at 12 being anonymous. Step meetings. Being it sounds anonymous. like you're really good at being anonymous. <laughs> You've done it in every avenue. Right. Right. Yeah, so wait, are you anonymous right now? I don't want to clarify that. No, I'm not He's anonymous not. at all. You are anymore. out loud. Live He's out loud. He's real, everybody. <laughs> My name is Eric Zuzak, a.k.a. Powerful Eric. Powerful <laughs> So what? what's the... So you were in all those Al-Anon stuff. So powerful comes from what? Yeah, what well, is powerful? Well, the first step in any 12-step program is to say that I or we are powerless over right. the addiction. Right. Whatever, You're weak. What it is. Mm -hmm. I, I am human. powerful. Yeah. Now, I get the... the philosophy behind it about sure. turning over to God. And I'm a very spiritual person and I get that, mm -hmm. but it didn't work for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And after about 20 years, I'm like, you know, maybe the, I should try something else. Okay. So before we get too far into the discussion, uh, I wanted to actually preface this with a little bit of discussion about sex addiction and sexual compulsion. So uh, was Angela, was was sex addiction ever a diagnosis in the DSM? Nope. For nope. And actually, um, all of the sexual health organizations have come out against the diagnosis. They have specific policy statements mm -hmm. that they put out that they are they are not um, accepting of that as a diagnosis right. because a lot of times it is um, it is a symptom of it's a bigger issue. It's normally paired with a bigger problem. It's usually problem. paired with something. So what? And the, they recently actually uh, David Lay wrote an article about yep, this right because here. the DSM <laughs> came out with a new diagnosis of sexual compulsion compulsion yeah. compulsive the... sexual behavior disorder they're deciding they may add that mm -hmm. um but even with it so like the interesting thing is that 
there's a lot of things that could potentially keep somebody from getting the diagnosis. So like what? Um, well, one is if you have a diagnosis of depression or anxiety. So a lot of times, actually, it's funny. We just watched this really funny show called Big Mouth and they did an episode about yeah. like a kid's porn addiction. But what they prefaced it with is he had this big breakup with this girl he was deeply right. in love with. And so right. what he was basically using porn as as a treatment. coping technique yeah, coping. for a very sad place. And what we find with people who have the sex addiction or the porn addiction or whether they're self-proclaimed sure. or somebody it, else's and it doesn't mean there isn't a problem it just it doesn't means mean there isn't a problem it, it means you need help but it, calling somebody a sex addict isn't really helping because then they'll focus only on the sex maybe yeah well and that there can be deeper issues like mm -hmm. depression like um there can be with a compulsive issue it's like it some people are being very impulsive in their so, in their way of acting out on it so does that mean if it's always paired with another diagnosis like bipolar or depression or something does that mean it's not really it's, it's not ruled considered out. a disease it's more of a symptom of a larger problem it's a symptom you... of a larger problem and it's ruled out you can't get the okay. compulsive disorder and there's another one there too so like there's this whole section in the dsm about the paraphilias <clears throat> and paraphilias are basically um sexual problems people have where they're acting out non-consensually with people okay. and as soon or either non-consensually or they really are distressed by their sure. sexual acting out so if they can get that diagnosis then again they can't get the sexual compulsivity diagnosis right but that just means it's a different name for the problem and, and that's the that's point the right. you know like the, therapists love to give things names. we we really they we love do to have make lots of debates words. about like what is it this is it this but i think the big point that all of the sex health organizations are scared or i want to say um concerned about concerned about because yeah. we don't have fear <laughs> no, no <scared>. fear <laughs> we're concerned about the lack of sex positivity in the sex addiction and porn addiction diagnosis right. and treatment and that's kind of what he was actually just talking about a little they're bit telling yeah. you that you are a weak terrible right. person for right. doing powerless, what you're doing. You're powerless, you're a terrible right. person. Yeah. And, and I got to say, I wholeheartedly agree that the uh, porn or the compulsive sex is just the symptom. Yeah. And that's where I think the 12-step programs are focused on the symptom. Right. Well, let's, mm -hmm. let's They're focused on the symptom. Same the with symptom. alcohol. Same but, with alcoholism. They're focusing but, on the symptom, which people, a lot of times when they're that down, they're treating themselves with alcohol. Right. Yeah. They're depressed or something else. But if I could back up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Okay, you the, can back up right over there. <laughs> beep, beep, Tell beep. us more. Well, as far as the why I call myself Powerful Eric, there's actually a little bit more. Okay. When After I discovered using the science of mindfulness mm -hmm. to break addictions, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that did it for me. That, that pushed does help. me over. Yeah. Oh, it dramatically. Yeah. It, well, I, I know, use it. I know the medical field doesn't like to use the word cure. We can't no. use the word cure. We're always a work in progress. <laughs> but it's made your so, life better. But it dramatically it made your life better. That's it, what matters. It dramatically made my life better. Better. So when I was creating my screen login for this mindful program, yeah, uh, it just popped in my head. I put, I'm going to put powerful Eric because you know, for the first time in 20 years. I wasn't labeling myself as a sex addict. I wasn't labeling myself as powerless. Mm -hmm. So I decided I'm going to put powerful Eric. And I was kind of pissed off when I put it on there and like, excited at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I've been calling myself powerless yeah. for 20 years. Damn it. That's I'm awesome. powerful. Yeah. So oh, I put powerful Eric sense. on there. Yeah. You shouldn't hide. She shouldn't 
worry, hide yourself in a pile of shame over it. Like, exactly, that's exactly. And that's a lot of what happens in the, like, I want to just put a little research on this. Research. So, first of all, research, mindfulness is research-backed. It has yeah. helped in multiple ways. Helped me. 12-step programs are only actually uh, effective for about 12% of the population. Well, it matches up. 12 steps, 12 Or no, no, sorry, hold on, not 12. I'm 10. <laughs> it's actually 10. I'm sorry. Oh, I, they I didn't even get 12. No, 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 no. It was 10%. <laughs> and the only people who actually respond well are people with dependent personality types. Dependent. Pe- yeah. Um, so for somebody like you who likes to be in control of yeah. your life, who somebody who doesn't That's like, I don't want to, yeah, it's not going to work for you. But it, what I'm saying is it's not working for most of the population. No. It'll work for yeah. sheep. <laughs> if, if, if you were going on a flight, if you were going on a flight dependent. somewhere and they said, we have only maybe a 10% to maximum 20% uh, chance of making ch- it chances there. of making it to our de- destination. <laughs> yeah. Would you get on that plane? No, of course I don't not. play those odds. Of course not. So <laughs> well. I, wish, I wish I would have known that 20 years, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, so let's go back if we can. I'd really like to know about how it started for you. Yeah, who like, first gave you the diagnosis? Did you give it to yourself? Why did you decide you were a sex addict or porn addict? Well, um, <laughs> I can remember being really young and thinking that, boy, this is over the top. I I, I can specifically remember being in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. The eighth grade. And I, I thought to myself, when I get to high school, I'm not doing this stuff anymore. And yeah. that, uh, and I, it started earlier than that too, but but uh, one of the kind of lost my train of thought there. Well, so like, what was an example of, you know, you you mentioned you you were in eighth grade and you think there's something kind of wrong with me. What what felt like, what, like what, it was? What behaviors were what you behaviors doing? Behaviors made you feel like there was something wrong. It was a compulsive masturbation. Like how often? How often? Uh, gosh, you know, honestly, I don't remember. I just remember thinking I'm doing this too much. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't. I mean, masturbation is okay if it doesn't get in the way of your life, you know. Right, and see, that's the thing, and I'm glad you brought that. So, up. how did it get in the way of your life? Like, well, if you start not feeling good about yourself, mm-hmm. it's probably doing it too much, and 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 that's the whole thing with the porn. It's not so much the porn is how is it affecting your life. Mm-hmm. If if you're doing it, and I guess everything's okay, mm-hmm. then whatever you want to do. But if it's negatively affecting your relationships, your job. uh, Yeah. If you're doing it at work, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I could literally go the entire day. And I mean the entire day viewing porn. All day. I haven't, I haven't written, I wrote, I haven't haven't written down in one of my journal entries that I, I woke up in the morning, I started and I didn't stop actually till late that night. And not only that, I would even skip meals Mm -hmm. over, over that. Were there times when it, you would be more uh, seeking of this? Like when, let's say, a big life event happened, like a death in the family or uh, divorce? Any? Where did the behaviors increase during those times? Sure, absolutely. And a good <clears throat> example is I got my dream job. Yeah. I got a dream job. Well, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's positive stress too. There is. Positive events can be stressful okay. too. And my dream job, though, required me to literally drive across the United States. I was promotiva- promoting a uh, sales trainer, motivational speaker, mm-hmm. who that was just surreal. I was using his day planner, mm-hmm. and I ended up working for the guy, which was yeah. really cool. Uh, that's a whole other story. But I was stressed about 
all the things I was going to have to be doing and I was going to have to drive from St. Louis to Costa Mesa, California. And then I was going to be there for six months and there's a lot of driving. And then I literally drove all over, literally across the United States for the job. And that, sure. it was really cool, but it was a lot of stress. And so, yeah, how, did I, yeah, so how did I cope with the stress? Well, the porn. Yeah. And here, the thing is though, I would go and speak to groups of salespeople, like our car dealership, for example, sure. and say, I would give them a sneak peek of the seminar. And so we would give some of the material. So I would actually present some of the material, like as, like as if I were the, the speaker mm -hmm. and then say, if you, well, if you like this, you ought to come to the seminar. And so we're talking about all these positive self-development things, building yourself up. And then at home at night, I go and view the most, you know, in my mind, uh, terrible things filling my mind up with, garbage. Mm -hmm. And so I'd be given a presentation to a group of salespeople, for example, and I'd literally get tongue tied because I'd have a flash of me acting out the night before. But you'd have like shame. Yeah. Like flashback. Of yeah. What yeah. Just literally so, while I'm talking. Do you not watch porn now? No. Okay. Are, are you celibate? No, I'm married. Okay. I'm married. Okay. And Good. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, I've heard some uh, sexual treatment programs promote celibacy. As yeah, and I've been in Sexaholics Anonymous is one of them. If you are not in a, a uh, basically, you, if you're not married, if you're not married, there's because they're religious based, and that's what they see as the only valid time to yeah, have sex. Uh, re religious is uh, it is religious. They talk about a higher power. That's religion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and th they say that they're not, but they are. No, no, no. The definition <laughs> of religion is believing in a god. Of That's some religion. sort. Doesn't and matter like, if it's a specific religion. Well, and I want to point out why Josh is asking those questions because I know where they're coming from. Going back to that sex positive treatment style, that's super important for us sex therapists. We don't want any shame associated with sex at all because mm -hmm. sex is a natural part of life. It's it's actually a really good part of life. That's why we even do this podcast. Birds we're trying it. to make sure everybody know it's normal, it's healthy. Yeah. And I also want to point out that there are plenty of people who can watch porn yep. in a healthy way and it doesn't impact them in the same way that it impacts impacted you yeah. but there is a portion of the population that feels out of control in their sexual acting out when it comes to yeah. porn like they like you said they feel like they would just watch it for hours they feel like it is it they would watch it at work like i i've worked with clients who have lost jobs because mm -hmm. they were caught watching porn at the job on the job computer and sure. so the big difference between it being a problem is if it's affecting your life if it's affecting your work if it's affecting your relationships but porn itself isn't necessarily evil just throw it out there <laughs> right i agree exactly with what you're saying that it's how it is affecting your life yeah mm -hmm. because clearly uh i it was very detrimental for me the biggest thing for me was the uh, what it did to my self esteem, how I felt yeah. about myself, and and why did you have the low self esteem about it? Like, because everybody well, because told you I you felt, weren't supposed to be doing it. Uh, not because anyone told me. It's just I felt like I was being two faced. Here I am, telling people to, uh, you know, do go to these self development seminars, mm -hmm. and then I'm doing like the opposite and filling sure. my mind up with what I thought. Well, that's the reality is nobody's perfect. Even though Angela's a sex therapist and a marriage therapist. Oh, are you going to call me out on her, being a terrible no, person? No, <laughs> no. The reality is every therapist has their own problem. They have the same rate oh, of divorce. Totally they have the same rate of diagnosis. Actually, we have a higher rate. They have a higher rate. <laughs> to be fair, they doctors and therapists. Because probably they can see when it's on its way out. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so have, have you ever had a, a another diagnosis like depression or 
any others? Uh, yes. Uh, depression. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. So well, that that probably fuels it. I'm assuming is that when it, oh yeah when you're at a really stressful time. Abs- absolutely. And depressed, absolutely. Yeah. And you know the word uh, for me uh, depress mm-hmm. is it's literally like you're you're pressing down something. It like, feels like, like you're being like, weighed down, like yeah. anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so did the did those treatment models that you used prior that didn't help you? Did they use shame as a motivator? Like, well. Uh, like, I don't not, know how not, they tell no, you. No, to... not on purpose. It's not on purpose. Mm-hmm. I, in their defense. Hold on. You told me a moment ago that at the beginning of each session, you would say your name and then, then you would spit out like the worst thing you right, had ever but done. The reason they do You're that... like publicly shaming yourself to these people, isn't that? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. But the reason they do that, <clears throat> for example, if there's a newcomer, they want them to know that, that you know, we know how you fail. Here's here's the things we've done, but it end it ended up for me being like a public shaming, you know. Right. Yeah. It it just feels like you're airing all your terrible things for the whole the everybody in the room to hear. And does that really help you though? And it didn't seem to help. No. no. So it seems like it's more shame. Like did did it make the problem worse though? Like oh when yes. you're working yeah, with actually, those programs, um, they call actually, it the boomerang effect. Go actually, on. actually mm-hmm. uh, I got much it. worse uh, in the twelve step program because. Uh, besides what we're talking about here, guys would say the things they're doing, and here's what I would think: Oh, I've never done that. Oh, you oh, got ideas. I never, I never, oh, there's uh, that site. There's a site that has. Wait, that. they would share a website. And yes, uh, well, they they would discourage you from sharing sites and that. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's but, oh, and so I would go and check these things out. Yeah. So it and wasn't so it got it, a lot worse. But it wasn't working for you then. So why are, why are you, why are you still going to that? Well then, uh, well then I went to the next program. Yeah. And so how do, how did <laughs> the, maybe this one will work so, better? So how did the next program like work? Like did, did is it similar to that where it's like a group thing? Like what for is the, the one you're working with now? Oh, uh, the mindful habit. Mindful habit. Is yeah. that one-on-one therapy or are you working is it a group thing like the AA? Well, kind of they they have uh, groups that are online. It's uh, through Zoom. Or mm-hmm. It's kind of like Skype. Yeah, you know? I know Zoom. Yeah. yeah, video chat. Yeah, and uh, then they also have one-on-one coaching. And so the program was working so well for me. Um, well, I-, I got a coach in the program mm-hmm. who coached me, and he was awesome. Um, I actually had two coaches, <clears throat> and then uh, I coached him, and he- he's a cool guy. That's he's uh, about sixty years old, and he's doing all these like. Iron Man type things, and he really—he had never done any of those type of things before. He's a really inspirational sure. guy for me. But anyway, uh, the program did so well for me that I decided that I wanted to actually become a mindful habit. You wanted to be coach. a part of it, yeah. yeah. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about what you like? What's an example of how? Because you know, maybe you have the impulse, like, oh, I want to go look at porn. So, like, what, what, how would they use mindfulness to help you kind of work through that impulse, or you know, describe what it looked like to me? Oh, okay, well. Very basically, um, if you have a trigger, it's just it's something that everybody's heard about with the rubber band. You snap the rubber band, and we call it snap back to reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the other part of the mindfulness that I like to use is tapping. And I'm not going to tap on myself now because like, I'll probably go it's through. It's bringing you into the present, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. Like, and if you're it's, not. It's reminding you that you're here. Yeah. That you, you can feel things. It's getting you to use other senses other than being in your head. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with tapping, check it out. It, it's done wonders for me. Um, the mindful habit doesn't 
teach that. I actually added that to my powerful Eric tools. I just mm-hmm. was very effective for me. Sure. It's, you but tap, it's about physically touching yourself. Y- yeah, in some you way. you tap on your your acupuncture points. So like body. maybe you're tapping right here in the forehead and yeah. saying, "Listen up, buddy." <laughs> 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 well, one of the most basic, simple ways is just let it go. 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 Okay. Let it go. Oh, I, heard, I think there's a song. Oh, there's that a says song that. on Frozen about that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were. You must have kids. I, I do. I do. I do. You must have a dog. Well, and going back to the compulsive <laughs> behavior diagnosis, like people who have this problem, like so, it starts kind of with either sh- the feeling of shame or disappointment or unhappiness, depression, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with that negative mindset, and then they impulsively go straight for using porn or using sex in some way as a way to almost kind of like diverge or distract from it because you don't want to feel that sense of negativity. And um, like and when you use it that way, that's a coping mechanism, right? But so when you're using like this mindfulness stuff, what basically is happening is you're trying to say, okay, yeah, I feel crappy right now. Yep, but this thought is happening, but it doesn't mean I have to act on this thought right. in a way that I will make me like feel more shameful, right. feel worse about myself. The reality is sitting in it and staying in that like overthinking mode. It, yeah. you, it just feeds itself. Right. Like you'll and never you naturally get out of it. want to avoid feeling that way. Everybody hates oh, I, that feeling. Oh, I want to avoid feeling. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just in general, right? Can I just not feel? Yeah. One, one of the other. Cool I have the feels. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other cool thing. One of the other cool things about the the tapping mm-hmm. is that for a sex. What would you call, what were you calling we'll it? We'll call it sexual compulsivity, but the sexual, truth is I just like to see it as the coping technique for, right, you know, right. depression. But, but <laughs> for people with that are sexually compulsive, the cool mm-hmm. thing about the tapping is it's a physical thing you can do. Right. It's yeah. a physical thing. There's all kinds of, right. of tapping. You're not trying to change you how you're use, thinking, which is hard to physically do. Which is do. hard enough to yeah. once you're down that track, it's, I see it as like a like a roller coaster. You have like this this window of time where you can shift that thought. But once you go across that top thing, you are on the roller coaster, right. baby, and it is and hard to get off. Right. And right. the physical actually Ugh, is hate that like place. A, some of the best <laughs> treatments for depression too. Like with, uh, I, I deal with depression myself and mm-hmm. sometimes the best thing for me is to exercise. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Or yoga, get out of the environment. Go, yeah. Change yep. places. Just mm-hmm. go walk in the woods if it's not raining like it has been constantly. But yeah. like, <laughs> you doing something physical is something you can change, but you can't change what you're thinking. You can't change how your brain is working right. because that's like uh, using a computer to try to fix itself. That's not going to work. Right, right. Well, Go on, what sure. are you going to say? There are some ways there you are can some ways, thought but shift, but not, it is hard, and there's only a window of time for you right. to do it. Once you go, Like I said, like I've actually read a lot about this in the happiness literature. Sure, and, and you can read about it, but I deal with, I deal with the overthinking, I know too, you deal with and it. i got to say, no thinking about it in any way is never going to no, no, fix it No, no, like the me. only thing that can help with that is, is a thought stopping and shifting, but You're it has to be... slapping at me. No, I know. Like, <laughs> so thought stopping is what they do in therapy, but it, like there literally is a second, like a three or four second window that if you don't do it in that amount Stop of time thinking. like you have to shift it to something right. else so like the, the tapping is a way of like physically trying to shift your mind mm-hmm. out of that mindset but like there are ways to say no i'm going to focus on this other thing get into an activity but if you don't do it within the window then you go down the roller coaster and it's harder and harder to get out yeah but like it is possible to do thought stopping but for somebody who's so in their head like yeah. having something physical man yeah yeah it's helpful. a good way exactly, exactly. Yeah. and one of the other things they teach to uh, as far as the mindfulness is called uh, mindful push-ups. Yeah. So 
So you actually if, do fit push-ups? Well, not you don't get on the ground and do them. You actually do them against the wall. Okay. Just lean, because huh. it's supposed to be something quick that you can do on the fly. Oh, I'll have to try that. Oh, I like that. And uh, so you uh, just get up against. Yeah, people the wall look at you, you weird when you do that in the mall. Well, see, now that's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. That's what I like about the tapping. It's it's a little more uh, subtle. Discreet. You yeah. can go. Yeah. So that's yeah. That, that's why you can do it while you're in the bathroom. Well, but so when yeah. you're doing a mindful push up, are you like trying to? I don't know. What are you thinking about? Well, that you're time? supposed. To, you're just supposed to count them, and and, and that works. Like but, counting sheep. Right. Or you're counting push ups. Right. It's a way of using your brain for some way. And honestly, that's the way I deal with depression best. The most is using my brain somehow. Like I have yeah. to be challenged. Mentally, not mentally challenged, but like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have to use my thought processes for something good to produce something. Yeah, and yeah. that's a way of doing it is just counting, just right. a simple task. Yeah. Right. Huh. And you were talking about the exercise. <clears throat> the uh, big thing in the mindful habit program that we talk about is replacing the behavior mm-hmm. because the twelve step programs are all about stopping, d- not doing the thing. Right. Okay. Don't do the. Don't thing. do the. But thing. what don't do you do, do instead? Thing. Exactly. The the mindful habit program we're all about. So what, well, what do you are we do going instead? And well, that's what Tapping I was going to talk about. And, well, I was going to talk about exercise. Yeah, is a it's a really good one. Fantastic replacement. Uh, I'm do, actually training for my first what triathlon. What do you do? You do running. Well, well I'm, triathlons, I, bike, run, swim. Yeah, right? I tried all. It's all three. Oh. My first one will be August 26. Ooh. I'm psyched. Congrats! Wow, that's, that's awesome. Exciting. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, I've lost uh, 15 pounds. Too. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Can, you know, I am interested in the if you're open to answering this question, like how do how how has this problem impacted your relationships across time? Is that okay to ask about? Sure, of course. Okay, because that like you know that's the human interest side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talk about relationships a lot here. Yeah, well, with my wife in particular, um, the, the funny thing with my wife is, uh, you know, she knew that I was viewing porn, and she was not. Uh, really opposed to that she wasn't one of those women who was like right. you need to you stop doing this, this. you're exactly. cheating on me yeah, yeah. no That's she wasn't that, she wasn't that women. way at all she was not <laughs> she wasn't that way at all yeah well, that's awesome. but 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 she did not realize the extent she didn't realize it. it was a problem she didn't realize that i could literally go the entire day and i mean the whole day Viewing porn, she did not realize. Definitely needed a hobby. <laughs> like you see that painting? You see all these paintings over here? These are hobbies. <laughs> Those are hobbies. We need a full life. This is kind of life. a thing. And you know that's like great, I don't have the same problem, hey, but the the, the painting, painting that is, is awesome. a fantastic mindful. It's very habit. mindful. Oh yes, fantastic. I took up drawing. Oh yeah, that's I took a great up drawing. One. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, I even took a, a drawing class. Funny thing. Funny. Uh, digress a little bit. I'm right-handed. Uh huh. But I do all my drawing with my left hand. Interesting. It takes more focus. It t- makes tremendously a lot yeah. more okay, focus. Okay, so you're practicing. That's that's like a mindful push-up, oh, really. It's very, it's <laughs> as and if you can do it, you're a little bit amb- ambidextrous. Just for, if, try to, in cursive, write your name with your, your other hand. I can't. I I've, think I've, I can, I've but tried. it takes a lot of slow yeah, effort. You it takes to, slower. Yeah, you, you have to focus. Right, you have to focus. And actually, my handwriting is better on my left hand because I focus. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. This is also a digression, but a one way to get better at sex with a partner is to um, masturbate 
with the opposing hand <laughs> because it's more masturbate. mindful. So masturbate <laughs> with the opposition. No, Got but it. because you, you're also, you get used to a certain stroke. And so mm-hmm. if like, if your partner isn't mimicking that in their sexual experience, you then won't like, feel as good. You won't you, feel yeah. as good. You won't be as mindful. So it's a, it's a mindfulness technique with your <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> you can mindfully masturbate too. But I think the big point here is that like, we're looking at broadly, how do you live a full life and how do you incorporate things that make you happy hobbies hobbies friends a job and really being even that like being fully mindful of what of the job that you're doing not being lost somewhere else and it just felt like a lot of times in your and when you were in your job your head was somewhere else and not like in that present moment and it's doing something you care about it sounds like with the coaching thing you are really excited about that oh absolutely in in the mindful habit program the founder craig he's got a a great um or quote or saying that um, we need to aggressively pursue a great life. The the, cu- yeah. the the cure for this addiction is the aggressive pursuit of a great life. And boy, that hooked me. Yeah. Because it that is. is so completely opposite of the twelve step program of instead of just I, I went, sitting in I went misery. one week without doing the thing. Yay, we get a coin. Yeah, but oh, you're not also, making your life any better. Yeah, yeah. And you're also, not fixing anything. Where else in life are you rewarded for not doing something? If you go a week, not murdering people, I I don't <laughs> do go to prison. Do you get a cookie for it? I don't yeah. go to prison. Yeah. The only thing I here's can think a cookie of, for the week that you didn't kill someone. The only thing, I got two cookies this month. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's, you killed people. It's early, early in the weeks. it's early in the month. The the only <laughs> thing I can think of that you are rewarded for not do when you're. When you don't do something, is if you work at a factory, they have a safety thing. They right. say we went oh, X okay. amount of days without an accident. And they get maybe a, a party if they go certain. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. the only thing I can think of for not failing. Yeah. Yeah. So in the mindfulness program, <laughs> good job fo- not failing. <laughs> we focus yeah. on doing things. For example, right. Uh, maybe. So 90- you're talking about positive reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. Versus negative, like something that doesn't work, which is just. Like spanking. It notoriously versus, doesn't work. Negative reinforcement is not as impactful right. as positive. And so yeah. you're getting rewarded for doing things in your life that make you happy. Right. And then you also get the reward of happiness. Right, right. <laughs> Sounds yeah. great. And I, and I said uh, <laughs> that I had done 90 meetings in 90 days a couple wow. of times. They suggest that you do that in the 12-step program. a lot of times. Yeah, it is. And, and Craig, it was funny, he was like, 90 meetings in 90 days? That sounds terrible. That sounds <laughs> terrible. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Part of what you're trying to do is not be constantly in your head thinking about sex. No, your head sucks. But you're really going does. to a meeting every day where you're that's talking about you sex. That's how terrible you are, like, how that's you, like, terrible you feel. That's like doing this podcast every yeah. day and not thinking about sex all day. It's not going to oh, happen. Oh, we think about sex all day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's because I'm a sex therapist. You know, we didn't yeah. go back to the relationship question we had a question this was well, a wait, lot of digressions wait, wait, digressions one, one, are one, fun. One, more, one more digression one <laughs> okay, more digression okay, give me so another so, come on eric craig was <laughs> like, ins- he was like, fun. craig was like instead of doing 90 meetings in 90 days why don't you do i don't know a yoga posture for 90 days right yeah do yoga do yoga that's what i've done the last, do that's what I've done the last two years yoga every day yeah mm-hmm. yoga is fantastic oh it's great for it's, mindfulness it's mind- it is mindfulness and it helps with 
physical pain and dealing with depression and just and you feeling feel like, better. And you get a sexy, hot yoga body. And, <laughs> and I've gone to where it was hard for me to stand up off the ground to where I can push myself up without e- with ease because yeah. it makes you sit on the ground. So I'm constantly having to do it. But the yeah. point it really is you're focusing, me. instead of focusing on all the shame, you're trying to focus on what can I do to make my life higher quality? What's right, something I can right. focus on that I, like every day that I'm doing this, I'm happy. So, all right, can we digress back yeah, to relationships? Yeah, yeah, sure, so sure. you said your wife didn't necessarily care as much about the porn. So when did it ever impact her? Because, I mean, with porn, you can kind of do that on your own, your own phone. Like, did you ever see well, anything? Did you spend too much mood, money on it? <laughs> my mood and my oh, okay. anger. I had a, an anger issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Why? Uh, now, I never... Why were you angry? Um... A bunch of different things. Uh, well, this is just an example that comes sure. to mind. I remember um, when we got married, I had this delusion that <laughs> that that, uh, uh, that we would both be good at, you know, keeping the house in, <laughs> in order. Oh. And, 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 uh, you definitely had a delusion. Let's just say that. Let's just say I'm a little more tidy, tidy than my yeah, wife. There's always one, and I will never forget the day. I was loading the dishwasher and I asked my wife for help. And she was just kind of like, oh. and I took this bowl that I was about to put into oh, no. the washer oh, and I threw it on the floor and it shattered. I'm like, uh. I'm not kidding. It must have shattered into a thousand. Is this your pieces. current wife? Yeah. She's oh, a very forgiving she is woman. Very forgiving. <laughs> I, I, I never, I've never been married before. This is my own, sure. only. No, sure, sure. I'm not judging. I'm We've just had laughing. our fights too. It's no. just funny. No, I but, punched but the wall. I was surprised. Yeah. I mean, that bowl. It literally, like, I don't know what it was made of, but it shattered into a thousand pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's an example of yeah. frustration to the yeah. extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and do you think it was somewhat fueled from the depression and like feeling like out of control oh, in your yeah, life absolutely. to some degree? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like one thing I, I say to my clients is actually when you're really depressed, um, one of the easiest uh, emotions outside of depression to access is anger um, because it's still in that negative place, but it gives you a little bit of energy. The problem, mm-hmm. though, <laughs> problem, though, is anger is harmful for our relationships. Right. That doesn't mean you can't get angry, but it's what we do when we're angry. Like like shattering a bowl or like one of my favorite clients they have a fight where they threw dildos at each other oh god that's <laughs> like the I, greatest i will never forget ever. that story because it's just like that's they great. were kind of laughing and angry at the same time <laughs> my, yeah. my wife and i Hopefully now they weren't lubed up no <laughs> my, a little harder to hold on my to. wife and i now have a code word it's, okay. a, it's a code word like if i'm going over the top Mm-hmm. She says Jackie Chan. Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Oh, and it's Jackie, good if it's Chan. humorous because it, it yeah. jolts right, right. you See, out. I'm a big same. I'm a big into martial arts yeah. and I love <laughs> Jackie I love Chan. Bruce Lee and all that. And Jackie Chan's funny, so Jackie Chan. a little bit of a code. safe word. Like, hey, word. you're kind of getting heated. Yeah, exactly. Down a bit. Exactly, and it works. Yeah. It works. So, would you mind talking about the first thing on that paper you were talking about? Like, you had a friend who was in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the big things for me i had uh, a friend that i had worked with she actually was my boss and became yeah. really good friends i worked with her for many years and she was diagnosed with breast cancer and at mm-hmm. the time i had the job traveling with the the, the speaker sure. and so i was not in st louis uh, you were out. I, I was literally living on the road they'd put us up at at housing so i was gone for a long time and i learned that she had breast cancer and i'd talked to her on the phone and uh, she said, oh, things are going well. I'm in remission. And so I, and then I was back in St. Louis and I called her up and I said, well, let's, uh, let's get together for lunch. 
And uh, that day came around, and for whatever reason, I was acting out the porn all morning. I lost track of time, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the lunch is any moment. So I, I called her, and I said, something's come up. Uh, can we reschedule? She said, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And for whatever reason, I, I didn't reschedule. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> some time had passed, and I, let, I ran into a, a friend, a mutual friend, and she said, we were trying to get a hold of you. Heather died. Oh, that sucks. And I'm like, she died? She mm-hmm. said, yeah, she, she, she died. And I, I, oh, I couldn't believe terrible. it. And, and so I chose to act out to pornography yeah. rather than being with my uh, dying friend. Now, granted, I didn't realize that. You didn't know she, she was, was dying right again, then. Again. You, know, yeah. I, I, you thought she was doing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but, but it's just an example. You know? Yeah, of, of how porn had negatively affected my life yeah and there and there was countless times where i missed family affairs and different things i mean oh my gosh i can't even innumerable times that i was chose to act out the porn yeah Uh, so 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 why didn't you want to meet up with her was it that you were feeling down and acting out in the porn or was it no i wanted to keep going or no you were just into it you weren't you weren't depressed at that time like it wasn't a down moment I'm not sure if I'm understanding the question. Were you the, depressed at that time for any reason? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but when when she when I called her, I I, I, wanted, I didn't want to stop acting out. Yeah, you just I get said, lost said, in it. I said because I could have still made it to that we that that lunch date. I could have mm-hmm. just said, well, let's make it a half hour later. But yeah. instead, I said said to myself, no, I want to keep acting out to porn mm-hmm. um, rather than going to the lunch with my friend. Yeah, and so that's the difference between when it's an actual problem for somebody versus when it's just a casual porn habit. Because <laughs> right. yeah. there are like, th- there are quite a few people who can watch porn and be like, "All right, I'm done. I'm gonna go do my thing." I've got like they can make priorities, other priorities in life. But mm-hmm. when people feel like it's a real problem for them, is that it is making them miss deadlines. It is making them miss out on time with yeah. people. Um, what I loved about the silly show that we watched is they called it the Pornscape. <laughs> The pornscape. <laughs> porn becomes an escape. Like it's called right. the pornscape because it becomes this so, way of escaping so what, life. What happened in the episode Absolutely. that she's talking about? It's Big Mouth. Big and in mouth. the episode, the guy, his girlfriend broke up with mm-hmm. him. And then he got a hold of a porno. And then it's a, it's a cartoon. Yeah, so that's a funny they cartoon. went to a fantasy. He ended up going to a fantasy he gets land. sucked into, into the a wormhole. <laughs> kind of like when you get lost in that fugue of porn where he was super depressed, but in that pornscape, he was king of all the dildos, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> it's, it's the, it was the it was an amazing escape for me. I, would not, I wouldn't think of yeah. anything else and besides that when I was doing it. Right. And that's the thing. Like A lot of guys want to escape when they're depressed. Like, And they don't do it just mm-hmm. with porn. They'll do it with video games. Yep, they'll do it with... escape with that. They'll do it with... Like alcohol, alcohol, drugs, compulsive find... internet surfing. Yeah, internet surfing. Oh, Facebook is the worst. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a whole, whole episode. That's another episode. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah and it's but not like... that you can't escape to some degree, but like anything that keeps you from living a full life, it, right, is a problem. Right. If it doesn't actually help the problem, if it just mm-hmm. temporarily takes your mind off of it, it's really not fixing the problem. Which right. means you really need to fix whatever's wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So it kind of affected your wife, but maybe not all the time. Right, right. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it, it was indirect. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And was it only just a porn problem or was it, did it ever go outside of porn into like actually acting out or cheating? Uh, or? Not, not while I was married. No. Uh, okay. When I was married, uh, and that's why I saw it the mindful <laughs> habit program is because my mind started to go there. You wanted to make sure to keep your marriage. Yeah. 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 And I, I love my life and I, I didn't want to do anything like right. that. How long have you been married? Uh, October will be seven years. Good oh, job. Congratulations. Thank you. It's yeah. all easy from here. <laughs> no, marriage is never easy. <laughs> yeah. We're all, yeah. Oh my it's God. Never it's so easy. much work. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Let Love me you, tell honey. you, I don't know what that is. I'm married to her. <laughs> it's actually harder to be married to a therapist, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It is. Also, we do a podcast together. <laughs> Where we're talking about relationships. All the time. I got to watch those underhanded comments. Right? <laughs> From her, not me. I don't do it. Oh, no. Well, no. What happens when you're a therapist is you have probably too high of expectations. I've learned this yeah. about myself. I'm always a work in progress. But because I know all these rules and all the ways that like make relationships better, then I kind of i almost lose uh, an ability i create a standard that's so high that i lose the ability to uh, accept humanity but um, and compassion what's weird is you also read all this stuff and you you even quote the statistics about the stuff so you know that 80 (laughs) 70 to 80 percent of people end up cheating all these other things yeah Yep. You know that stuff. I know all of it. So Ugh. you know people are terrible and they make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still have these high standards. That's, that's the funny that's, thing. I think that's why I have see, the high standards. I, I, I read all that stuff and I, I just see people are terrible and they make mistakes. Just accept and me for my terrible. I'm a nihilist. I accept eh, everybody's going to do terrible things. Well, I do expect people to do terrible things. I just think I, that's that's my work in progress. It's whether is always accepting repair. people where they're at and right. not always. Yes, it's good to have high standards. Sure. But you also have to like accept it's people for who ideals. they are. It's good to have <laughs> ideals and shoot for the moon. Yeah, I do yeah. maybe shoot you'll for the land moon. in New Jersey. <laughs> Well, yeah, oh really. God! I don't want to go to New Jersey. It's at least it's somewhere. <laughs> and you bring up a good point. You know, shoot, shoot for the moon. In in the twelve step programs, we are claiming and defining ourselves as sex addicts, right? And You're that shooting we are for powerless. the gutter. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So instead of doing that, and I love how the powerful Eric just kind of popped out that word, the the name powerful Eric, because. I've put that into the whole coaching program that, you know, state what we want rather than what we don't want. Right. Say I'm powerful. Even, even if you don't believe it, right. You know, um, there's an exercise in the mindful habit we have called the greatness exercise list all the qualities while you're great. Well, I don't believe I'm great. Well, I know you don't think you're great, but what, what could it be? Yeah. Or get them to list. If somebody's ever complimented you about anything, like put it down, even if you didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I like, like a technique uh, Anthony Robbins teaches. It's called uh, uh, stacking. Mm-hmm. And basically, Does that involves sandwiches. <laughs> no. Basically, Ooh, it's, it's about shame. The shame is really challenging to get rid of. So yes. instead of focusing on getting rid of the shame, make a list of all your successes mm-hmm. and remind yourself of those successes all the time. Stack those up every Maybe time. Maybe make you have, a book that you have all of them listed. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, one thing that I do mm-hmm. is uh, I've got this giant jar that we got uh, from my brother when I was married. And uh, when something, when I do something, when I feel like I've done something well, I put a dollar or five bucks, 10 bucks. And not that this is about money, mm-hmm. but it's just a way of acknowledging something that I did well 
And so this jar now is is full of cash. Right. Well, and you know that's a good point too because <clears throat> I think our I, I actually I know our brain is wired to notice the negative. Like it's oh, yeah. actually it's a coping or it's a skill it's that protection. we learn to be protective. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh no, there's a bear, run, right? <laughs> um, but yeah. like we do it so much. Like even in our memory, we remember more of the negative events in our life mm-hmm. than the positive events because our brains are wired well, to look at those. I don't think it's that we remember them; they just have more weight. Because of that reason. And that's why people with PTSD are wired that way, is they've dealt with a lot of that trauma repeated over and over again. Mm -hmm. So their body, their brain has decided, look, we need to ramp it up a little bit, protect, Mm -hmm. find a way to survive. What he's doing is essentially a mental exercise to uh, challenge that brain to say, okay, yep, those negative things exist, but what about these things? And like, it's a regular reminder, no, I am a good person. Yes, I suck at times, but... (laughs) the ways no, that I'm awesome. Everybody yeah. makes mistakes. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I want to I throw this out there for the guys or, or people that are struggling with porn addiction <clears throat> that feel bad about themselves. You're not a bad person. No. You're not a bad no, person. No. Honestly, you're not a bad person if you look at porn in general. Right, right. right. It's, it does, that is not a judgment of your character no. at all. No. But what, what it is is that if you're doing it compulsively, you need to get help because you probably have other problems that you need to deal with. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But, the, but the people that are struggling, I can guarantee yeah. you feel a tremendous amount of shame and right. guilt, shame mm-hmm. and guilt, shame and guilt. Yeah. And those I'm are just, I, I, I just want to tell those people that you are a good person. You're not your behaviors. Mm-hmm. I like to say you're not even your, your thoughts. And I'm going to go a little spiritual here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> You're, the you're choir. Not, <laughs> I, I, I am not my behavior. I'm not my thoughts. I am a, I'm a spark from God. I'm a light. Right. That's it. That's it. Well, you are light. Everything here came from a sun exploding somewhere. And there's photons, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, you're silly. I know. I am being silly. You don't even know what a photon is. I do too. Don't make me explain it. <laughs> explain it. Well, you see in the winter, you the see. sun Actually, I always ask angle. him this question, Josh, why is it so hot? And then he gives me this de- <laughs> like the she, scientific it, explanation for why it's summer. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm just making fun of her. One, 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 one more spiritual thing for the, okay. for the folks that okay. are struggling. Sure. Here's, a great, here's a, a great quote that I love. And this kind of pisses me off, too. In the 12-step programs... <laughs> it pisses me off, too. Maybe. Let's hear what it is. The, the, the 12-step <laughs> programs, they're, they're claiming that you know it, 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 it's, it's spiritual. And it is, and I, I shouldn't be putting them down that way, but um, there's a, a great quote that says, let the weak say they are strong. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, that's a, from the Bible. Right. Let the weak mm-hmm. say they are strong. Right. Yeah. That works. Yeah. So be powerful. Like powerful Eric. <laughs> I think we're kind of getting close to the end, so that it might be good. a good time then. Why don't you tell us, do your second plug, so for people who want to find you, where do they find you? PowerfulEric.com. Powerful, that's www. easy. <laughs> yeah, PowerfulEric.com. Uh-huh. Uh, one Eric. thing I would like to uh, plug, um, <clears throat> I have put together uh, a downloadable audio book. It's called Everything You Know About Sex Addiction, Sex and Porn Addiction is Wrong, The 21 Myths of... Uh, sex and porn addiction. Cool. Uh, the, I'm just putting the finishing touches on it. Um, it will be available literally in the next couple of days. Okay. Uh, the other book, 
uh, tap out your porn addiction. Uh, that's a work in progress. That's going to be not going to be available a for a while. But yeah. if, if you but go they can to, find those on your website, yeah. Yeah, right now awesome. it will just say uh, coming soon. Put in your email address for a, a, a free video. Mm-hmm. But if you put your info in there, I'll be sure that you get the sure. uh, everything you know about sex so and porn addiction is wrong. Go to powerfuleric.com and give him your email. You'll add him to the email list and yeah. mm-hmm. you get free stuff. Right. And then, of course, I'm Angela Skirtu. So if you want to see me as a therapist, it's www.therapistinstlouis.com. And I have my book, uh, two books out, but the more recent one is Helping Couples Overcome Infidelity. So thank you guys for joining us. And, and this has been the About Sex Podcast, and we've been talking with Powerful Eric. Yay. Uh, be sure to add us on Facebook, review us on iTunes, and send us your questions at aboutsexpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Joshua Skirtu. And I'm Angela Skirtu. Stay, Stay kinky, kinky, St. Louis. Louis.